Hi, I'm Paul Strinkalone. Welcome to Tech Interviews. On this week's show, it's all about having a voice as we take a look at the way that voice is changing enterprise tech. So settle back and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to this week's Tech Interviews. Uh, one of the pleasures I get from doing this show is, uh, is twofold. One is it gives me the opportunity to uh, learn a new technology, learn about something that I don't know an awful lot about. Um, and secondly, it's given me a great opportunity in the past uh, to link up with people who run podcasts that I enjoy listening to. Um, so this week, I'm getting two of those things for the price of one. Um, we're we're going to be exploring a technology area that I know very little about, but I think it's going to have some really huge impact in the way we use technology in our organizations in the future. Um, and I get to do that with two people who uh, host a podcast that I really enjoy. Uh, so on this week's show, I'm joined by uh, Geraint John and Will Bradley, who host the fantastic Voice for Voice podcast. Um, so, um, so gents, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for joining me. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, going real good. Yeah, how are you two? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the end of uh, an emotional week and looking forward to a bit of uh, chaos um, on the weekend because I've got three kids, so it's actually busier on the weekend uh, than in the week. But hey, I have no kids, so I'll be down the pub. Yeah. <laughs> no, no kids, no responsibilities. That, that's marvellous. So, um, well, look, for, for, for people who've uh, not, not listened to you before, not come across your podcast, um, why don't you uh, bo- both introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do. So my name's Geraint John, and I'm uh, the uh, founder of an agency called Move, and we're based in Brixton. And I also co-host the Voice for Voice podcast, which is a voice uh, podcast exclusively um, to do with voice technology. So super niche. Um, and we're one of the kind of, there's only a few of these type of podcasts in the world. And we basically just chat every week about voice technology and the what we believe to be probably one of the biggest technological advances of the past 20 years. So we believe that it's literally as big as the internet being invented and it's going to really change the way that we search for things and the way that we buy things and the way that we um, interact with brands as well. I am Will. I work with Geraint at Move. And yeah, over the last year, we've been kind of getting really, really excited about voice technology which um led us to start the voice for voice podcast um off the back of that we've kind of been on quite an interesting journey over the last um year or so just really really getting to know um lots of very interesting people involved um more about the technology and our goal over the next kind of year or two is to kind of um grow with the technology Okay, so well, well, thanks for that, and and you know, and it leads us perfectly onto the kind of the conversation that we wanted to have, which is around this idea of voice, you know, and and the use of uh, voice technology in business, and you know, when you're making a bold claim there, uh, Geraint, I think in that you know, the, potentially this is uh, as as big a shift in the way that we use technology as as the internet has been, um, but maybe as a, a starting point, why don't you talk a little bit about um, you know how we define voice, you know, what what do we mean when we talk about voice technology? So voice comes in different forms. Um, there are a number of key players. So Google have got uh, Google Home, which is uh, small and white and looks like something that you'd buy in Ikea. Um, Google also has Google Assistant, which sits on um, 
on the telephone and you can it's not just on android you can actually get it on you know on you can download it um, on ios as well amazon who um, have got their alexa so alexa comes in different lots of different formats there's um you know lots of different types of alexas there's the uh, um the show um there's the the dot there's you know lots and lots of different types of um alexas that you can buy apple have got the home pod which is rubbish um but you know it's apple so you've got to take them quite seriously and obviously apple have got siri so the home pod is powered by siri and obviously on iphones you've got siri as well so uh, microsoft have got sorry uh, it's a you know the it's the major technology companies have got Cortana, which is uh, Microsoft. I think are kind of discontinuing this as as a um, as as something going forward, and and are allowing it to be integrated with Amazon, which is quite bizarre. Um, and then Galaxy have got the Bixby, um, which is if you consider the number of ga- Galaxy phones there are in the world, is a pretty big deal. So you've got these kind of five or four key players um and essentially voice is the process of a human interacting with said device and interacting with it i guess in the same way that you would a website but the difference being um the way instead of the way you know you type something into google and it displays uh images and words with uh, alexa or google home it respond with voice so hence you know that's why we call it voice it's voice activated so essentially it's a way of saving time and money you don't have to type you just say it and you get the information that you need so i could literally talk all day about this if you want <laughs> well I, I, I you know it, it's a podcast so talking's good um although i'm not sure all day is is quite so good um so but yeah so, so it's it's interesting what you talk about in there as well you know and, and and the way it sounds is that it's it's another mechanism for us to you know that, i mean for this show you know we talk about data a lot you know we talk about how we use data and, and how we use data in terms of the different ways you can use it and the different value you can get from it and voice sounds like perhaps another way of doing that you know it's another way of access accessing our data, accessing information. It's another way of interaction, you know, is, is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. It's a whole um, new way of interacting with computers. And what most people have kind of cottoned onto is it's a much more intuitive way of interacting with a computer. Our interactions with, uh, with computers, with data, don't have to be um, these quite kind of uh, complex processes. You can actually... Um, just cut through all that and speak as you would to a human. Yeah, and, and do you see that as, because um, again, that's an interesting shift that something Geraint kind of touched on as well. I mean, do, do you see that that more natural way of interacting with information, with data, with, with technology, uh, you know, do you see that as being, um, you know, kind of a big driver for, for these kind of platforms? Yeah, I would definitely say the reason I got switched onto voice was I was dropping my son off, um, well, driving back from football. He, he was playing football, and I noticed that he was searching for something using my phone. But he was actually saying, talking to Google, which was something. To be fair, I wasn't really doing at the time. 
I do now, but um, I wasn't really doing it at the time. And it suddenly struck me that there was this generation of 11-year-olds who are soon to be 12, 13, 14, who were going to make typing redundant quite simply because it um, it's quicker to say it, isn't it? Yeah, and I think actually that is a really interesting point. I think it's one of the things that we get um, challenged with often when we're looking kind of how we're designing our technology platforms going forward. It's actually that thing you've just talked about there that, you know, what is it that, uh, you know, Will Will can dip out of this conversation because I'm going to say, what is it that our kids are doing and how they're interacting with technology that is going to change the way that we'll need to deliver technology to, you know, to work with our employees, to work with our customers in the future, because actually the way they're expecting to consume our services, whatever they might be, is likely to change quite a lot, you know. And, and again, is that, I mean, is that one of the things that you're seeing as a driver with your customers that actually they are starting to look a little bit ahead and say, yeah, I can see how voice is going to be a way we're going to interact with our, our customer base in the future? Yeah, I mean, I think the generation people are just impatient aren't they you know and they want it information right now um and i think with the rise of companies like deliveroo and uber where basically if i wait for i I sound like a a total um, idiot here but if i wait for an uber and it doesn't come within three minutes i get really impatient you know when uber went on strike or it was going to be banned from london i went through like mourning you know i thought that it was like someone had died the thought that i couldn't travel around quickly and i think certainly i'm 37 if you imagine the generation now the 18 year olds that are coming through and getting jobs they're even more impatient than me (laughs) so from a technology point of view um we have to create solutions um that are going to save time and money save individuals time and money and that's where we believe voice comes in i think um there also is a section among uh, the adult population who are mistrusting of voice technology. I know a lot of friends who who wouldn't have an Amazon Alexa or Google Home in their house just because uh, they kind of worry about it spying. Um, but I think those reservations in the younger generation, the people who have grown up um, with Facebook and exactly people just talking to their devices, I think it's going to be embedded in their fundamental kind of early interactions with technology. The idea that you can speak to a a device and it responds back to you. And I think that those, these generation, the ones growing up now with Alexas are going to be the ones who kind of, if it went away, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously they've got lots of time to get old and bitter and cynical, um, the, the youngsters of today, but, um, you know, but you're right uh, right now, but, but, and, and indeed you are absolutely right in the, the idea that the way that people are going to expect technology to work and be able to interact with technology is something that the people should you know need to consider and constantly need to think about i mean it's interesting i was in a meeting with somebody yesterday and we were we got talking about uh, kind of voice as a way of automating um you know and I, I i reminded them of the kind of the old analogy that if it's a task you need to do more than once then you should automate it because they they struggle to see the value in having you know, voice automation at home in this case, you know, but actually when you've got those repetitive tasks that actually instead of, you know, repeating that repetitive task as a manual task all of the time, that actually voice is a, you know, is a neat way of doing that. You automate the process, voice just happens to be your kind of your interaction point to, to that automation. Um, so, I, I mean, one question I did want to ask was that, um, you know, how do we take um, voice technology from something though that we 
you know, and are you starting to see this as a shift? You know, how do we take voice technology from something that at the moment is just something that turns the lights on and off at home or adds things to our shopping list? You know, what is, how does that start to move? And are you starting to see that move much more into a, a business setting, you know, where organizations are starting to look at voice and say, yeah, you know, there's some real true value in this. This is not just a, um, you know, this is not just a gimmick for turning the lights on and off. Actually, there's some real value in, in how we can use voice as a as an interaction. Yeah, were we at that kind of tipping point yet? Are businesses starting to see that, or are we still very early with with companies adopting that kind of approach? Yeah, I think we are starting to see businesses build skills to help efficiency. So, uh, for example, we've seen some banks who have built um, company specific tools which allow them to pull certain reports, send over data to colleagues and stuff. Um, but it's all very, very early stages. So the companies that are doing this are pioneering. Um, they've got a lot of resources, um, and they're basically willing to be willing to be guinea pigs in these kind of scenarios. I think Alexa is now very much pushing itself towards business uses. Um, it made an agreement with Cortana, and it's basically kind of um, uh, brought Cortana into the Alexa fold. Um, and I think this signals their intent to get out of the home and into the office. And I think there are a huge number of applications which which aren't being taken advantage of yet, but which could um, which could very much very soon be um, part of everyday business operations. So instead of scrolling through a spreadsheet looking for information, that spreadsheet could be linked up to um, Alexa, and you just get the information uh, via voice. You just ask a question, and and Alexa would give you the data back. So you know, it's almost like you know the Alexa's on the desk, and it's your companion to get you through the day. You know, trading desks as well. You know, I think. It's a no-brainer, really. The information's there, and it just it links up through, um, you know, it links up to Alexa or, or Google Home. Yeah, and I think that's a, you know, it's a, it, it's and kind of more of an extension of the way that we've seen technology move, isn't it? That you know, and as you was talking there about kind of, and actually that spreadsheet example, you know, as you was talking there about why would I scroll through a spreadsheet and try and work out how to do a, you know, a complex piece of work when actually what I could say was Alexa, tell me. X, Y, and Z from last month's marketing figures, for example, you know, and then just get elected. The, the intelligence has been built that somebody, you know, it can go away and do that. That's a much more efficient use of my time. And I'm probably going to get a better answer from just asking a question. But I suppose if you think about how we treat search inside of, uh, you know, our, our day-to-day activity now, you know, nobody goes onto Google and writes a Boolean search as they says, if this happens and that or this, then do that. We type in a relatively natural language query says, just go and find that. And how, you know, and we think about how much that's changed the way we operate technology and we find information. You can see how voice makes a, an obvious extension of that. Um, so, so one of the things that, that kind of um, prompted me, you know, me to get in touch with you guys, you know, I, I enjoy listening to your show and, um, you know, I've learned quite a lot from it. But, but one of the things you talked about a few episodes back was this idea of developing voice strategy with inside an organization. So, you know, so, so when you talk about voice strategy, I mean, what, what does that mean? And what does a voice strategy start to look like? What, what are some of the places that you start in, uh, you know, and how do, how do you develop such a thing? Well, because it's such early days and each business is totally different you kind of need to look at the kind of infrastructure of the business and the process and how it runs and the different kind of key you know the key you know there's obviously 
core areas that exist within every every business, like you know a finance department and there's the administrative department, and how um, you know what technology is currently used, what CRM systems are currently used, and you know um, how they actually store information, um, and then look at what voice devices are available to to kind of to to save time and money and to and to you know to to, to make the business more efficient. So it really does vary um, from company to company. So we're talking, um, we're helping out like a, a car brand at the moment, looking at how they can um, integrate voice, um, finance, f- finance um, companies who kind of work with, um, you know, high net worth individuals and how they can use voice, not only to kind of interact with their um customers to, to provide their customers with um, information but how their customers can actually access their um, portfolios as well so how you know instead of logging in and, and looking at your kind of portfolio um, online well how can you you can just ask Alexa to basically um, get that information for you so it really does vary depending on the type of company you know even forklift trucks so you can use voice for forklift trucks so imagine, you know, a forklift truck company has a thousand forklift trucks that need to be, um, you know, hired out. If if um, the customer instead of ringing up or the customer um, emails, he or he, he or she could use Alexa to find out the availability of the forklift truck and to book it there and then. So the, there's huge, endless opportunities, really. But it's early doors, and it requires a bit of. Um, you know, my my belief is that voice is going to take over. It's not going to happen overnight. Certainly, from a B two C point of view, it's a bit simpler. But from a you know a B two B point of view, it need, really needs to be given some thought now. Because in the next six to twelve months, if you're not doing it, your competitors probably will be. Yeah, I think that's um that's a really interesting point as well about the kind of. Um you know, the, the, the early stages of this, you know, and, and, and perhaps I'm asking you to dust off your crystal ball a little bit. You know, one of the things I think before we started recording uh, that we talked about was that how a lot of the things that, you know, the skills that we might find in Alexa or the, you know, the capabilities of Google Home, how a lot of them are, um, to coin a phrase, rubbish at the moment. You know, they're actually they're relatively simple. They're not necessarily offering lots and lots of value. But, but you know, as, as, you know, and if somebody's listening to this as kind of a CIO thinking, yeah, you know, I, I don't need a, a something that tells me how to turn the lights on and off i don't need that in my business you know what what's some of the direction that um you know and i won't hold you to this but you know what's some of the direction that you guys are seeing where you think this technology might go in that kind of that next six to 12 months so what are some of the possibilities that that voice could open up so i think that in the same way that technology companies like uh twitter and uber used um, the mobile phone as a way of launching their business and, you know, interacting with their customer base, i.e. through apps. I think there'll be a new wave of uh, businesses and startups who use voice as a, as a way of launching um, their product. So they may even not bother creating apps and just go straight for voice. So the equivalent of like a car company um, like Uber, which is exclusively only available via voice or, a, um, you know, a food delivery company or a bank that you can only bank using voice. You know, I think that that that's 
just by sheer number of uh, devices that have been sold. Alexa is on 100 million devices throughout the world. That's like a staggering amount. It was the number one seller on Amazon this Christmas. Uh, the Alexa app, I don't work for or get any money from Amazon, by the <laughs> way. But I probably should. Um, the Alexa app was the number one most downloaded app on the App Store this Christmas. So these guys are... It's serious. There are 10,000 people that work exclusively just on Alexa within Amazon. The Alexa office is the size of an airport. I've never seen anything quite like it. It's just phenomenal. Um, so I think there's there's no way that there's not going to be, uh, you know, a, you know, game-changing startup that uses voice as an exclusive way of interacting with their customers. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because I, I, I was thinking before we record this show, because obviously we've, we've you know we've been speaking over the last couple of weeks about um, just getting some time in the diary and things, and and one of the things I've been thinking about is how would I in, in the day to day business I'm part of here, you know, how how could we use voice technology? You know, we we offer services, you know, we're a services company, and, and one of the things that did kind of pop into my mind was the idea that maybe with new customers as they come on board to take whatever whatever services they are from us, that actually we could give them something like an Echo Dot. Um, and that could be their communications tool to finding out what, what we're doing as a company, when we might have availability for something, maybe logging us some kind of service request. You know, it, are you seeing companies start to think along those lines as well? Or have, have I just coined, have I just come up with a fantastic idea that I should have kept to myself? Yeah, yeah well, we need to get you a, a voice strategy. Yeah. <laughs> nice sell, Will. Well done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think communicating with customers is, is a really excellent way to do that. Um, and as you say, giving, um, this is what we've seen some companies become interested in. They can actually buy Alexas, because they don't cost very much. The Echo Dot costs about £30, and then give them a branded Echo Dot to their to their customers. And that's a really good way of kind of keeping in touch with them. Um, and then you could create a skill, which is your business name, and then your customers can open the skill, and they can hear latest news. Um, they could access customer service. Um, they could kind of hear audio content from you guys, podcasts or whatever. And um, I think as a kind of um, whatever kind of business you are, if you're B2C, I think that is a really, really um, quite a good budget-friendly way you could leverage voice in the short to medium term. Yeah, it's, it's the the more you describe it, well, the the better an idea it sounds. Now, um, yeah. now, now a professional told me that's a good idea. I'm thinking, but you know, it, it, I, I suppose it is an example, isn't it, of just the kind of the array and the, the breadth of possibilities that that voice as a way of interacting with technology, as a way of engaging with your customers, engaging with maybe the people who work inside your business, engaging with other businesses you deal with. Uh, you know, there is a there is a huge range of possibilities, isn't there? You know, it's a, a and you can see why. It's a it's a technology that's moving so very quickly, um, and 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 is that is that some of the conversations you are starting to see as you you kind of enter into these the, the, the world of voice strategies with people that actually, as you start to discuss it, the the range of opportunities that voice presents just continues to grow. Yeah, it depends on the type of conversation that you have. So if it's an open minded marketing you know director who who actually is pro technology and wants to kind of be like an innovator as well and be perceived in his or her industry as kind of leading the way in terms of technology, then, yeah, they're up for it. But, you know, you get a bit of reticence from um, people who, who play it safe, you know. It's perhaps not really for them. Like a flash briefing is a really excellent way of introducing a company to voice. 
So what we would do is basically create a minute's worth of content every day and drip feed it through Alexa. So what you say is, um, so my flash briefings at home are um, Sky Sports, because I like football. Um, there's technology, uh, a technology flash briefing, BBC News. Um, and I wake up and I say, Alexa, enable my flash briefing. And it just rolls off the information that I want to hear. So the opportunity is for, um, you know, for a company with customer base, especially a niche company um, who, who work in a certain sector, is to, to create minute uh, minutes worth of flash briefing so you know i'm trying to think of an example if it was a finance company perhaps with um you know in real time um stocks and shares how the how the market's doing and then that gets released through alexa and it's just a way of interacting with customers potential customers and it's just another people describe thing as a touch point but it's it's a voice point you know it's just another way of getting into a customer's soul um and the fact that you can record it with your voice as well it's just you know you've got an opportunity of nominating someone within a company um you know so someone within the company is quite charismatic so if it's my company it's not going to be well it's going to be me um <laughs> and um you know and it's just a way of of interacting with with your customer base Get right, John. Available for podcasts and voiceover work uh, seven days a week. Um, we'll, we'll yeah, your number at the end. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but, um, but interestingly, but even with that example, as you was talking about, it, I was thinking that you know what one of the areas that that might be useful is if you're, you know, if you're in a big company and you have a company newsletter. Well, way maybe to deliver that would be via a daily flash briefing. You know, maybe you, you break your weekly newsletter into five segments. You push out via a voice assistant. You know, it's oh yeah. It's, we've had some. Um, we were chatting actually to a, a rapper called uh, Big Nasty. Yeah, he's quite famous. So I know him quite well, actually. Bizarrely enough, I don't know how I know this guy, but I know him. I'm mates with Big Nasty. That makes me laugh. And he, um, so from an entertainment point of view. Um, you know, these guys have got a huge fan base, hundreds of thousands, millions of Instagram followers. Well, you can get, you can assume that most of them have got these devices in their homes and it's a way of interacting with their customer base, you know. Um, so it's like Instagram stories, but the voice equivalent. Um, and we're finding it's really good for for good as well. So voice really helps. It's, you know, charities use it as a way of collecting donations. It's an awesome um a way of uh, helping people with disabilities as well. So Virgin Trains recently released a skill, which I was really super impressed with, which allowed people with, um, you know, if you're, dis if you're disabled and you've got restricted uh, use of your arms, then you're not going to want to, you know, using your phone to book a train ticket is going to be difficult, isn't it, you know, or going to your desktop. So they created a skill and you can um, use voice to book the train ticket and then it all li links up nicely with uh, Amazon Pay and, hey, presto, you can book your train ticket using voice. So that's just an example of how Virgin, who are always ahead of the game, you know, have used, they've got a, a voice strategy to help, um, to help their customers with disabilities. And it's examples like that, isn't it, that, that kind of hint at the potential transformative nature of, of this kind of technology and the way that it can be a huge, you know, and you, you touched on it right at the beginning. And I, I said it was kind of a, it was a big shout to suggest that this might be as transformative to the way we use technology as the internet. But even as we've talked over the last 20 minutes or so, that you, you can see some of the possibilities of the way that we can, and I, I really like that example you've just given at the end with, with Virgin Trains, you know, where 
technology is such a huge enabler that we should be able to put it into the hands of everybody. You know, I really like Microsoft's kind of stance on this. You know, they talk about, I will misquote this, but they talk about enabling every person with technology, you know, and it's almost like a, regardless, they will find ways that you can interact with technology. And, and voice seems like one of those ways that we can open up so many things that, might be difficult to do in other ways so you know uh, so you can see how uh, you said that, i mean it's part of the reason i was so keen to get you guys on because i think it's such an interesting topic to talk about um you know and and it's clearly that you, you guys feel the same about that so well look as, as we kind of come to wrap up here um, i mean tell us a little bit about you, you know your, your own company move digital I mean, I mean you know what what kind of work do you do how do you how are you helping some of your customers kind of grasp the voice nettle um, if you can even grasp something that's voice yeah we're wrestling with our customers at the moment persuading them to uh, to uh, to join the uh, voice dance um <laughs> so uh we've we've got a wide range of customers from lawyers to uh, forklift truck companies to universities to uh start you know you name it we work with them and we help our customers get more exposure through search engines, um, if that's paid search or if that's through natural search. Um, we, we use uh, things like uh, Snapchat and Instagram to drive uh, traffic and sales. Um, so that this is, you know, something that's bread and butter and we're, you know, quite good at it. Um, and that's what brings the revenue in, I guess. And, and voice is something that that's, we call it new world. So um, we believe that's the, 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 you know, clearly the future. That's what we think. And um, we now work with clients um, on voice strategy um, and, you know, working out a roadmap, um, which will, you know, that includes flash briefings and creating skills and how they can use voice as a way. And I keep on saying it, but just saving time and um, or saving time or money or hopefully both. Well, guys, I, I, I very much appreciate your time. Um, as I say, I'm a big fan of this show that you, that you guys produce, the Voice for Voice podcast. I've learned an awful lot about kind of the voice industry and how it's moving through through listening to that show. So if people do want to find out more about what you guys do, uh, want to haunt you online, or indeed subscribe to the Voice for Voice podcast, how do they go about finding you? So they type Move Digital into Google, and then they'll find the website, or they could go on Instagram and follow me, Geraint John. Um, I'm quite active on Instagram or the same on Twitter, Geraint John and the Voice for Voice podcast. Just type in the Voice for Voice podcast on all Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. And if you want to follow my my slightly boring Twitter account, it's Will Bradley 1000. Wow. It's a 999 other Will Bradleys on Twitter. I think so, yeah. Wow. But none of them know voice in the way that you do, Will. So that's, that's no, all that matters. No, um, well, look, guys, um, oh, re- really appreciate it. Um, um, I'll make sure all those those kind of notes and links to kind of what you guys do and definitely to the podcast, make sure they all go in the show notes. And I can only recommend to people if they have got an interesting voice, do do go hunt the Voice for Voice podcast down um, and, and you can listen to these guys uh, talk uh, excitedly and enthusiastically about voice and, and the way it's moving uh, until your heart's content. Um, but again, gents, well, thanks for your time and um, thanks for joining the show and look forward to speaking to you both again in the near future. Yeah, thanks, thanks for mate. Us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous tech interviews episodes. And if you do enjoy the show, why not subscribe and leave us a review? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Stitcher, as well as, of course, on Alexa. So, until next time...
Thanks for listening. <laughs>